every time I see a car like zoom by on the freeway, I go, do much What's up, guys? Welcome to the Bago Janta Bollywood Weekly Podcast, where three idiots share their opinions and takes on upcoming movies, TV shows, and gossip. Hope you guys enjoy. So just a quick disclaimer. Some of us are feeling sick this week, so we're sorry if our voices in the podcast sound raspy. But, you know, it's just our sexy voice, so deal with it. Sexy, Sam. Sexy. (laughs) (laughs) That is a deep cut. Sexy Sam, sexy Sam. Let's see if anybody recognizes that reference. Oh, yeah, it's my sexy voice. <laughs> Today, we are going to review the romantics. The romantics. Uh, <laughs> Why did you have to say it like that? I have been drinking. Um, it's a romantics made by the makers of Indian matchmaking and Never Have I Ever. Essentially about celebrating the life of Yash Chopra and the legacy of both him and his son Aditya Chopra and how influential their movies have been to the Bollywood industry, especially for people like us growing up even over here. I feel like that's a big part of our um, childhood or these movies that these guys made. So today we're going to be reviewing that. Um, so let's get started on our first thoughts. Um, so do you, do you have any first thoughts about the show in general, about how you liked it? Yes, I had several thoughts. <laughs> So I talked about this a little bit last week. In general, I think the first two episodes really made me feel very nostalgic. And it also made me want to watch all of the old Yashraj movies, especially the ones that I haven't seen, or maybe I'd watched a long time ago and don't remember. Silsila, Chandni, and Diwar are the three ones that I really want to watch, especially after watching the first two episodes of The Romantics. Once Aditya Chopra comes into the scene, I kind of lost that, kind of like the emotional tie that I felt with this documentary with Yashad Studios. Because to me, it really felt like Yash Chopra emphasized the filmmaking aspect of it all. Like, I think he was just a filmmaker through and through. And Aditya Chopra, it felt like even if he had started off that way, I think over the years, he really became more of a businessman. And listening to him, I felt like I was not learning about a man's story and his legacy. I was learning about how a corporation was run. And that's just less compelling to me honestly. Absolutely agree with you. I think I, I overall I liked it too, but I, I agree where once he came in, I lost a little interest because yeah, it just was like, it felt like so corporate and that's like his, that's pretty much all he was talking about. He didn't really give too much insight on the movies that he, what he made. So I agree with you there. How about you, Charlotte? What did you think? I enjoyed it overall. I think what stood out to me is just like Yes, Chopra's vision for movies when he was directing them and like in the early days, I also liked how they mentioned, you know, Yes Chopra's struggles, especially with the partition and, you know, all like the historical events that happened in the early 50s, uh, 60s. I didn't know that Yes Chopra made movies that were related to events that happened back in the day. So I found that to be really interesting. 
Also, the other thing is that Aditya Chopra being on camera was definitely a huge, huge like factor into this because he's the kind of guy that just doesn't show up on camera at all. And that's why like many actors who are being interviewed were surprised when the producers or people in the back of the camera were like, oh yeah, we we got Aditya Chopra to show up on camera and interview with us. And they're like, what? <laughs> so that stood out to me. And I think after watching it, I feel bad for Uday Chopra. <laughs> he had dreams and aspirations to become an actor. And obviously it didn't work out for him. And hearing his side of the story about all that, it was definitely like sad to hear. But overall, as a documentary, I got to learn about the entire legacy of Yash Chopra and how he started his vision for filmmaking and pretty much like transitioning from generation to generation, right? We got to hear, you know, Amitabh Bachchan's perspective. We got to hear Shah Khan's perspective. We got to hear Ranveer Singh's perspective. So I think it was a good, it was just like a good documentary to learn more about Bollywood's history, basically. Yeah, I, I think both of you guys kind of nailed it on how I feel too. I agree with you. It was pretty cool. I was I was very interested in the first episode, just learning about Yash Chopra too, because I didn't know he, first of all, I didn't know he made movies that far back. And I know it's probably common knowledge, but I just don't didn't know that and that they were relatable at that time. And that seemed to be that all his movies that he did make uh, were kind of ahead of its time too. So that was really cool to see. But yeah, seeing so many stars was cool. Uh, definitely about Uday Chopra they definitely made you feel bad for him the biggest takeaway for me that or one of the biggest takeaways from the show was also like the nepotism debate that they had in the show it wasn't so much a debate i guess it was aditya chopra's perspective where he basically said the audience will reject any actor that really comes in so nepotism isn't really a thing <laughs> i feel like he kind of said that basically that nepotism doesn't really work because the audience will reject you just like they did with uday chopra uh what are your guys thoughts on that I think that's a bullshit argument. I agree. What about you, Shalu? It's bullshit. It's so obvious that the children of actors like Abhishek Bachchan or, you know, Varun Dhawan, for example, they definitely get priority on scripts and different movies that smaller actors that aren't connected to the industry, like they just don't get that opportunity. So yeah. I didn't like Aditya Chopra's argument with that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the, the whole point that these guys always miss out on when it comes to nepotism isn't so much whether they're in good or bad movies. It's just, it's about the opportunities that actors get, right? Um, like Arjun Kapoor, for example, or John V. Kapoor, right? Like how many times does the audience need to reject these guys? <laughs> if, if you want to play into his argument, I'm not even sure if they've had any hit movies at all or any, you know, good performances. So yeah, I agree. Like total BS. So I'm not saying that nepotism doesn't exist in every industry. It totally does. Every opportunity or job you get yeah. is through your networking and the people you know. That's how the world works. Yeah. What bothers me isn't the fact that that exists in the Hindi film industry. It's that these people just don't acknowledge its, its existence. And it's like what you said, Vishal. It's, it's the fact that they're still getting these opportunities. Any normal person who doesn't come from a film family will not get the same opportunities and honestly like I know you guys said that you felt bad about Uday Chopra and I did but only towards the end when he was talking about his father's death I was not feeling sorry for him when he was talking about his quote-unquote failure as an actor because in my eyes he hasn't failed as an actor I think he played one of the most remembered characters in Bollywood movies and that's Ali yeah 
I think he's definitely tied to this idea of being the most successful actor or getting roles that are like hero roles. He even said it himself that he was getting a lot of scripts, but those roles weren't what he was looking for. It wasn't what his ideal image was. I think the fact that he even got the opportunity to get those scripts, I think that's success. I think these people are measuring success in the wrong way. To them, success just means how can I be number one? But to your everyday actor who really loves the craft, success is not being number one. Success is doing meaningful roles or roles that bring them joy. Yeah, 100%. Even when we talk about how he got into the industry, like he wasn't really like, you know, really as committed as Aditya Chopra was to even being in the film industry. Like what he said was he was in America chasing a girl when he got a call from his brother, like, hey, do you want to be part of this movie? So I don't really believe that this was like a huge big dream for him. He just kind of did it versus like there's a lot of these actors that never get a chance to be in a movie despite struggling for years. It's funny because they briefly mentioned it for like five minutes and then they just moved along as if it never happened. I don't think they only mentioned it for five minutes. I really think that entire episode was very well written in that it had a very clear message that it was trying to convey and it conveyed that message very effectively. They start the episode with Aditya Chopra's take on the nepotism debate. Then they kind of make you feel like, oh, I'm hearing more about the evolution of Yashraj Studios. But then at the end, they tie it back into the same, I guess, message when they go through all of these actors, Ayushman Khurana, Bhumi Pednekar, who say, I didn't come from a film family. And it just kind of like ties it back into the same message that, look, guys, it's not that bad. We have all of these actors that got the opportunity to make it big. So you guys are just overreacting with this whole nepotism thing. I, yeah, they absolutely did that. And at, at some point, it just felt like I was watching PR. <laughs> just <laughs> like, like it was it was so obvious at times. And and that actually like leads me to one of my points I had about, about the show. It was like the people they chose to be on camera <laughs> for a while and who, how much screen time people got, right? Did you guys notice anything about that? Like about who got a lot of screen time uh, and who didn't deserve it? Because I, I have a couple people in my head that I, I'm thinking about already. Well, I definitely hated watching Aditya Chopra. I feel like the entire narrative in his part of the show was, look at us, look at what we've done. Yeah, they kind of made Aditya Chopra to be out as some like god, right? Like who could do no wrong. What really got me was um, when he was talking about Befikre, and his whole point was like that movie failed because India wasn't ready for it. It's like, no, dude, sometimes like your movies just suck. And just like, accept that. Like the movie wasn't good. I don't know. It definitely felt like PR, like the last two episodes, honestly. I just feel like they tried to make a compelling story about people that come from a very privileged background. And that story is not compelling. I yeah. don't think that the struggle, the so-called struggle that they had was any real kind of struggle. Like, don't tell me you struggled when you could literally still afford to have servants work at your house. Yeah, and then we lost that, like, to our point earlier, we we lost the movie-making magic that we were, yeah. like, the behind-the-scenes of uh, Amitabh Bachchan and Shah Rukh Khan making these movies. We still got a little bit of that, but it just felt like I was watching a business class at some point. One person I felt like was on the show too much was Ranveer Singh. I feel like he got a little 
way too much screen time. And that goes back to your point that we made earlier. It was like, oh, Renfrew Singh is this guy who's completely new to the industry, fresh face, um, still low-key has ties to the industry, but whatever, right? I don't know. I, I just felt like, why are other stars not talking more? People that were closer to Yash Chopra or Aditya Chopra. I don't know. Did you guys feel like that at all? Yeah, I do think he definitely got a lot of screen time. Also, I think he was just kind of annoying in the beginning. When the first episode was starting and he showed up on screen and just started singing, I'm just like, uh, why? It's like, why is why is he doing this? It's just extra. That's why. Yeah, he just comes off as annoying sometimes. But I will give him credit of like, after Ban Baja Bharat, I might be wrong on this, but that did come off genuine when he won his first award for that movie. I think I remember he was crying on stage. He was. So, he was. so I do think that that movie is still with them today. Like, he still yeah. gets emotional over it. Still a good movie. And he actually seems like someone that actually cares about acting and the industry. So he, he does belong there. I was a big Ranveer Singh stan <laughs> when he first came out. <laughs> I remember. Um, I remember very distinctly seeing the poster come out for the first time and being like, oh, who's this guy? And my first instinct, like many people, was just like, oh, he's not very good looking. And what really turned it for me was watching him dance in Evi Evi when that song first came out. I remember. And I was just like, dude, this guy has something about him. And honestly, watching his journey around the time Ban Baja Bharat came out and how big it got, because that was a great movie, you know? And watching him win the film fair there was just something so genuine about him. And that was so, so endearing. Watching him in the show, I was watching him speak about that time when the movie came out and he got his first big break. And I was looking over to Keisha of like, does this seem genuine to you? <laughs> there was, I, I couldn't put my finger on it, but there was just something about it that seemed very like produced. Yeah. That's the initial thought I had. Geshev did point out that you got to remember that this is a show that has been highly edited. So when he was actually telling the story, when they were filming this documentary, there might have been a lot of pauses. There might have been a lot of stuff that was that they edited out at, at the end, which sure. is probably why it seemed less genuine. Yeah. But right. it's hard to tell with him sometimes. But I do agree that he belongs in... Bollywood. I think what just irks me about him is just how they like try to present him as someone who has no ties to the industry over and over and over again. Yeah. And I, I believe he's related to like Anand Kapoor, right? Or something like that. He's Sonam Kapoor's cousin on her mom's side of the family. I think he didn't really have as close of a tie to the film industry. But the fact yeah, of the matter is funny. that he still knew people, right? He wouldn't be getting invited to the same parties as the Yashraj casting director unless he knew people. Right. Yeah, there's a picture out there with him, Ranbir Kapoor, Sonam Kapoor, like together at someone's some birthday party together as kids. That's actually kind of what I realized that he was even he was tied to the industry at all. Yeah. I do wish that Madhuri Dixit got more screen time because I feel like she was there, but... She wasn't on screen as much compared to everyone else. I don't think any of the actresses got a lot of screen time. I felt like I wanted to hear more from like the heroines that were part of Aditya Chopra and Yash Chopra's movies. We were talking about this last week, but I think the female characters in Yash Raj movies had a very big role to play. Yeah. So they were being represented well in the stories. So why didn't the documentary reflect that? 
especially a documentary that's supposedly made by people that are kind of from the new generation and understand these nuances. I don't understand why they wouldn't give the actresses more time or include a little bit more of what they said in the final edit. Surprisingly, I feel like Bumi had like the most screen time out of all the actresses. I find it funny that Gajol didn't get as much screen time knowing that she was the lead actress for quite possibly the biggest Yashraj films movie ever made. I don't think she got enough screen time compared to everyone else who was talking about that movie, right? Completely agree with you. Like Shah Khan got screen time, Aditya Chopra got screen time, obviously, but Gajol just wasn't there that often. So while like the journalists and the producers, the screenwriters were talking about it, the lead actress was nowhere to be found. Yeah, and they spent a lot of time on the DDLJ segment. There's one particular person that I wish wasn't oh, involved. Shalu, please. I was, that was going to be my next question. Please, Shalu, the floor right. is yours. Go off. Okay. You know, waiting. I'm enjoying the romantics. And then I hear this really annoying voice playing through my speakers. And I look up. It said, Lily Singh. And she goes like, Look at me, I'm Lily Singh. Yeah. Is that what and her voice sounds like? That's her voice. My my name's Lily Singh. Oh my god, what's up? It said Lily Singh, entertainer, comma, comedian. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> did I read that right? Comedian, entertainer? I did not understand that. And I kid you not, every time she was on screen, I just skipped it. I was like, I can't do this. I'm skipping it 10 seconds. I can't do it. You don't think Lily Singh is funny? Wait, she do you not, not like Lily Singh? Wait, wait. Yeah, can you can you break that down a bit? Do you like or do you dislike Lily Singh? I don't know. Maybe I do like her after everything I said. You I, know? I'm starting to feel like you like her. Yeah, I do <laughs> like her. Yeah. I, <laughs> hashtag we love Lily Singh. If they literally got anyone else, like a regular person, talking about their experience watching these movies growing up as a kid, like in America... I could relate to that more. But since it was Lily Singh, I could not relate to that at all. And I just found it really annoying. I can kind yeah. of along that point, I mean, especially scrolling through TikTok, I see all of these, you know, normal people really just making videos about Bollywood and their love for Bollywood. And they could get so many people to interview. There are people out there. And I don't yeah. understand why it had to be just Lily Singh. If you want to get Lily Singh for it, fine, go ahead. But why not interview at least one other person or a few other people? Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Um, for me, I thought that her segment made sense. I think she was supposed to be representing us. <laughs> I know I know we don't, don't like her. That's a whole different story. But Lily um, Singh does not represent me. <laughs> I know, and I, I, I get it, but I, I guess her whole point was like, this movie's crazy, right? Because she's talking about DDLJ, the, the reach it had, right? Even the impact that it was on her as a Canadian citizen, right? I think for me, it wasn't too bad. Like, I think it worked for what they wanted it to do. But I, I do agree, like, with your point. Yeah, they could have gotten anyone. It's just, she is popular. I don't know why, but she is. <laughs> so they're going to get popular people on there, right? Yeah, I guess they yeah. needed to go with someone with a lot of name recognition. Yeah. Plus, she does have ties to the industry in the in terms of she's yeah. gone to India and she's worked with a lot of these actors. Yeah. So I guess it makes sense. I will say that she wasn't the one that made me the most mad. Oh, she's more mad. Well, Aditya Chopra. 
but oh, I already explained that. But <laughs> name drop someone. No, <laughs> I just have a lot of thoughts about Aditya Chopra. I thought, you know, given the fact that he's such an enigma and he's always behind the scenes, that he would be a little bit more humble. Yeah. But honestly, Aditya Chopra came across as more humble. Yeah, I, I agree. I was like, oh, cool, Aditya Chopra. I don't think I've ever heard any, him say anything, right? Yeah. And then I came out of the show being like, I don't think I learned anything about Aditya. I mean, I, I guess I did learn about Aditya Chopra, but nothing that I was like, there's not much crazy insight that he had to give, I guess. One thing I did like about the movie is like the different phases they did show through Bollywood. Uh, some of the movies that they chose uh, were pretty cool to see some behind the scenes and like how they came up with these certain movies. I do think that the phase of how Yashraj was known for romantic movies in like the late 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. And then they talk about making Doom all of a sudden, which was like a a different narrative, right, for Yashraj, right? Pretty much like they expanded to different types of genres. And I think that was really interesting. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. I do wish that they, I feel like they took too much time on certain movies that I didn't care about that much. Like which uh, ones? I'm kind of upset that they didn't talk about Veer at all. Yeah. Yeah. How do you not talk about that movie? And maybe like we we just loved it and it's just us that are big on it. But that I movie, don't think so, dude. I think people really love that movie. I think that was one of the their best movies, if not the best movie that they made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus like we're listening to, we're talking about Ban Baja Bharat a lot. Again, Befikre, like who gives a shit? And I don't even like Ramnit Banadi Jodi that much. I know he made it, so we had to kind of talk about it. There were good movies too, like Chakte and all that was was really good too. Um, but yeah, I, I think for me, it was primarily Virzara because I just like that movie. I have thoughts on the whole Let's section about Ramnit Banadi Jodi. Let's get into it. Go off, Sonu. Go, <laughs> go off. Okay, so what I really appreciated about the show, at least in the Yash Chopra parts, was that they kind of told the story of Yashraj Studios alongside the history of India and events happening in India. Oh, okay. I see where you're going with this already. But in the part where they mentioned 2611, when they mentioned that, I was like, oh shit, they're going to get into it because it was a very devastating event for the city of Bombay. And literally all Aditya Chopra had to say about it was, people were devastated by this incident. My movie brought people together. Yeah. Like, are you kidding mm-hmm. me? You think the people that lost their family members in that attack were thinking about Rebne Banadi Jordi? It's just such a narrow perspective. These people literally can't see outside of their own little bubble. Yeah. And it's crazy. Yeah, I felt exactly the same way. Glad to know it wasn't just me because I was like, dude, how much credit are you going to give yourself? It even became like, I think somebody in the show even said like, oh, he surpassed his father. And I was just like, what? How- he, he definitely didn't. I would say the only movie that comes close to Virzara is DDLJ. You know, I, I don't under I don't want to underplay what Aditya Chopra did. Obviously, what he did was incredible, too. Like, he kind of moved the brand forward. He did come up with, you know, different types of movies like Boom, uh, which became a style of filmmaking as well. But he is definitely not nearly as influential as his father. <laughs> no, I think it's because... Because Aditya Chopra grew up in a family household, saw his dad direct these movies and how he did it. And at a young age, he was always like taking notes on movies and doing analysis and everything. I think they were just pushing that narrative like, oh, Aditya Chopra is so smart. He's so brilliant. He's just like Yash Chopra. Like he's going to be the best director. And I think they're trying to push that narrative. And I think the reason they did that is because Aditya Chopra was going to be on camera for the first time. So I think maybe I think they're just trying to like 
ease him into they just wanted to credit him for that that's just my thinking watching the earlier footage of Aditya Chopra as he was learning about filmmaking on sets that was endearing because at the end of the day it went back to you know just the art of filmmaking which is what I thought we would get with this show you know this show pulled me in because I thought I would see an evolution of Yashraj films but then what it ended up being towards the end was just the history of a corporation yeah, when they first started talking about Aditya Chopra, I thought that was actually kind of fascinating. How he kept a diary and how he predicted a movie would be a hit, how much money it would make. I thought that was really cool because he did seem like a person that, I know like we're giving shit to nepotism, but like he seemed like someone that did kind of fit in in the industry. I thought that that part was pretty cool, actually. I think he still pays respect to his father's legacy. But at the same time, I think Yashraj Studios today is not what Yashraj Studios was in the 80s or the 90s, or yep. even the early 2000s for that matter. I agree. How crazy is it that Yash Chopra knew that Jab Tak Jung was going to be his last movie? And before the movie even came out, he passed away. Yeah, that was crazy. And it was also heartbreaking to see that. Yeah. It was heartbreaking to see everyone's reaction, especially Shah Rukh's reaction. Yeah. Oh, one thing I found very interesting was when they talked about the emergence of Western um, companies and Western production houses into Bollywood. That's something that I always knew was there, but I never really thought about. It was just interesting to learn about that and what all of their perspective was on that. Yeah, I thought thought it was really interesting to hear like, uh, when Amitabh was talking about, I think he got invited to talk to someone from Warner Brothers. And how, like, he didn't even let him talk. (laughs) Just told him everything about the history of Bollywood and he just left. All that stuff was pretty interesting. I think it also shows that at the end of the day, I don't know how Bollywood operates so much now. It probably is more like Western filmmaking. But I think especially back in the day, it was kind of like a more homey feel, kind of like a more family feel. I think there's something colder about Hollywood and how movies are made in the West. And it seemed like, especially what it seemed like hearing all these people talk about it was that that presence in India now of like Western companies makes it feel less homey. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I think Brahmastra is a good example of that. Are we going to talk about Brahmastra in every episode? I'm just... (laughs) I'm only bringing this up because it was mainly produced by Fox. Yeah, I guess for big budget movies, uh, they have to go to the bigger studios, right? Yeah. So I feel like that one, they probably didn't have much of a choice. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like the natural evolution of any movie industry. Unless you really just stick to like the same core roots of, you know, how filmmaking used to happen. I think it's kind of hard not to kind of go the Western route. One other thing I thought was interesting was everyone's thoughts on the term Bollywood. Yeah. Yeah. I also didn't realize that the term came from a derogatory article. Yeah, I, I had no idea. I didn't know that either. And I don't think I don't think I like it either. <laughs> it's, should we change the name yeah. of our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should probably just name her change her name now. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to get away from that term though. Yeah, no, it's it's something that's gonna just stick forever. It's the radio. Yeah. Overall, did you guys like it? <laughs> I didn't mean to like shit on it so much to the point where it seems like I didn't like it. I think I, I think I did enjoy watching it because, like you said, it was nostalgic. Uh, there were things I did and didn't like, but overall, I think it was a good watch, especially for people like us who grew up watching 
you know, Aditya Chopra's movies and obviously learning more about Yash Chopra, especially in the earlier days. What I really liked about it was in most parts of the show, it felt like I was watching the history of Bollywood. Even if it's just, you know, a very narrow view into it, yeah. it was still very interesting to see the evolution of a studio. And I just think that it's a really well-made documentary, regardless of like what my criticisms are about the creators of Indian matchmaking and the romantics. I think they're very good at storytelling. Agree with you. I think that's that was a lot of fun to see, like the way they kind of did it was movie to movie um, that influenced cinema at that time. And I thought that was really cool. What about you, Charlie? What did you like about it? Yeah, uh, going back to what both of you said, the evolution of Bollywood. I think I liked just to hear everyone's perspective on e each project or like most projects that they talked about. Uh, DDLJ and Thum and Diva, uh, Chandni. Like I was able to hear an actor's perspective, a journalist's perspective, a screenwriter's perspective, a director's perspective, rather than just it be one type of person. I also liked hearing Yash Chopra's wife's view of Yash Chopra, yeah. like how they met and kind of like get an insight into their personal life from his early struggles, leaving his brother's company to creating Yash Raj films, and then how just hearing her perspective from that side, I think was also really interesting. Yeah, for me, it was Rishi Kapoor was actually like one of my favorite people to listen to during that because he was so funny about it too and just so straightforward about like how he was and how Yash Chopra does. He actually provided a lot of insight to filmmaking back then. Was there any particular movie that you guys thought was like really interesting with the way it was presented and the insight on that or footage on that. The part about Doom was very interesting to me because I don't think I really connected the dots in my head through the years. You know, Doom is one of those movies that I rewatched on a regular basis, Doom 2 even more so. But the first Doom, I didn't realize how much of an underdog movie it was because especially coming off of like the 90s and you know, this complete evolution into romantic stories, right? Everybody was focused on that, especially Yashraj Studios. And then completely doing a 180 and going into just this fun action movie with like motorcycle chases, right? Plus, you know, they got three actors that were very much underdogs. Abhishek Bachchan wasn't doing well at the time. Ode Chopra, was that his second movie? I don't know. I don't think he really got a lot of traction after Mahabate to begin with. So yeah. Ode Chopra wasn't doing great either. And John Abraham, John Abraham had, like, had one hit and he was just an unknown name. Nobody really knew who he was. Yeah. So to bring these three actors together and create what they did, like I think Doom 1 is actually a very like well-made movie. And it was really interesting to see the behind-the-scenes filmmaking perspective of that film. That was going to be my answer, too. I had not realized how influential Doom was. Um, you said everything that I was thinking, too, but also about, like, how action movies were made in the future, too. I, I feel like they all kind of uh, are inspired by a little bit of Doom. It was a cool movie. And I think even, like, if we watch it now, I, I, we like to meme these movies, but they're pretty cool and we were all in at that time so doom was actually pretty pretty interesting because it was it, it just felt different right from all everything else that they were talking about it was just something completely new i guess with this documentary they were really trying to pick movies that had certain meaning in terms of like just a broader perspective yeah so now that we're kind of jumping into these movies i thought it'd be fun to uh rate your top five yeshraj movies 
it's pretty hard for me to be honest with you but does, does anybody have a list ready if you want i could go first or shall if you want to go first you can go first uh you can go first okay so i feel like i'm saying the same thing over and over again but number one for me is virzada <laughs> i knew you would say that <laughs> yeah i feel like i don't need to explain that one i, I went too deep into that one already and number two, for obvious reasons, DDLJ. I think that's probably the most influential movie they've made. It made Shah Rukh who he is in that style type of movie, and obviously Kajol as well. Number three. Number three was a tough one. I really had to go back to John Lee for that one. I just thought it was cool, and especially after like watching the show and the way they presented it and how they presented Sri Devi. And even though the story is kind of weird, I just thought... Back to like when I watched it, and I actually really enjoyed the story. And like, it was pretty interesting to me to see also how the actors described it their first time they watched John Lee. I thought like they were all just blown away by it initially. And I thought that was pretty cool. Number four, man, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with Doom. I really liked that movie. And I don't think I, I even realized how much I liked Doom until I watched this. It's just so good. Everything about it is so good. And number five, I'm going to put Fana. Uh, that's that's one of the reasons why I, I was curious as to why they didn't put it on there. I think they still did a good job with everything they put on there, but I, I just really like that movie. It's a good list. Um, So I think number one, me personally, I wouldn't go, I want to go with DDLJ just because every time I put that movie on, it's always a fun watch. And I always meme Am- Amrish Pudi <laughs> throughout the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Just, best reason to love that movie. Charlotte, yeah. show, me, show me your best Amish Puri voice. Punjab ki Fantastic. Charlotte's <laughs> Amrish Puri and Amitabh Bachchan impressions oh, Shalu, are Amitabh amazing. Now. Yeah, do Amitabh now. He was a great man, Rahul. Great man. He actually, no. so Shalu actually knows that entire scene word for word. I believe where it. Where Amitabh and Shah Rukh are in the office or whatever, and Amitabh's giving his lecture to Shah Rukh. We're totally talking about K3G and Dharma now. That's fine. But yeah. yeah. It's, it happens. Yeah. All right, Shalu, rest of the list, go. Okay, so, and then number two has to be Virzada, just because... Do I need to explain myself? I don't think do at this point. Just no. say because reasons. Because yeah. reasons, there you go. Well, no. Number three, I'm gonna go with Doom. I grew up watching that movie, and you know, it's always a fun watch, no matter how much you know we can clown it. But I, I do think it's 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 a fun watch, regardless. I, I like John Abraham's character a lot in that movie. <laughs> I just like his hair, just like his <laughs> and it's iconic music. Hey, Doom Chale, that has to be like one of the like, most iconic music in Josh Raj films, right? Yeah. Every time I'm driving and a motorcycle like just zooms past me, that's the first thing that pops into my head is Doom Jale. <laughs> See, that's the kind of impact that movie had. Yeah. yeah. Number four, I'd have to go with Humtum because good. it's an enjoyable movie. I liked Stephanie Khan and Rani Mukherjee's chemistry. And like the it was a different concept, right? And then number five, this movie wasn't mentioned in the documentary. I'm gonna go with Rocket Singh. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. That, that movie one. that movie wasn't mentioned at all, but I it's a very good movie. I like the plot. I like I like when Beer Cooper's acting a lot in that movie. I think the acting in general from from all the actors was really good. I think that was probably one of Ren Beer Cooper's best performances as an actor. I, I wanted to put that on my list too. That was a good one. That would be on my top ten list. Like of all time? 
No, um, just top 10. Oh, this. <laughs> Okay. Uh, maybe out of alt. I don't know. That's a that's a conversation for a different episode. Another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So do you got your list ready? Yes, I do. Any guesses for number one? <laughs> no, I was gonna say Mose Dosti karoge. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Of course. How, how can we forget with like Rosh I'm so so surprised they talked about Mose Dosti karoge for so long. Now that you bring that up, why did so? This goes back to the like the PR with the Tetra Pro where the Tetra Pro was like, I knew this movie was gonna be bad. And then there, and then of course it does bad. It's like, okay, bro, sure you did. Did you really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So number one, obviously Vir Zara. Yeah. And I could honestly spend a whole podcast episode talking about Vir Zara. It is not yeah. only my number one Yesh Raj film, but also my number one movie of all time. Wow. Okay. Hands down. I can't even, like, yeah, I mean, I can't really argue with that. Yeah, are we, I are mean. We only ones that like this movie? Like, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I love that movie. And I won't get into the details of why, because I feel like we've talked a lot about it already. We even talked about it in the last episode. So <laughs> number two, DDLJ. I think DDLJ is just a very well-made film. They're yeah. just every technical aspect of it is spot on. And, you know, it just, there's a reason why it holds so much importance in Bollywood even today. It's still running in theaters. It's, <laughs> still, running theaters. it's still running in theaters, yes. And people still go, and it's a packed theater. Yeah. Number three is Check the India. Ooh, that's a good one. Check the India is one of those movies that, even when I rewatch it today, it's got me hooked. Obviously, like, being a woman, it makes me feel a lot of emotions. <laughs> I also think that a lot of the stories that they had about all the different players really resonated. And you can, I wouldn't be surprised to learn that they had female writers on the writing staff because their stories are just compelling and super relatable. And also the fact that Shadow is in this movie, but he's not even like the main focus for me. Like I care more about the stories of all of these other players. I think it's just like a really well-written movie. Yeah, you're making you're making me question myself as to why I didn't put that movie in my top five. Same here. <laughs> um, number four is Hamtum, and we've already kind of discussed this, but I think Hamtum was a very different story. I think it was very interesting to see a couple evolve over time, because I do think that's how a lot of real life love happens. You become friends with somebody first, and sometimes you don't really realize it, but you've like caught feelings or it's just kind of like a slow love that grows over time. And right. to me, that's like a very compelling story because it is very relatable. It's very real. As opposed to a lot of these movies where the the actor and the actress meet and then they fall in love instantly. <laughs> so yeah. And then number five for me is Goom because reasons. <laughs> Number five is Doom because every time I see a motorcycle or a car speeding on the freeway, I go Doom Machale. Yeah. So yeah, that's my list. Good list, guys. Very good list. I think there's a lot of movies you could have replaced uh, even our movies with, and I wouldn't question you just because there's so many good movies, right? We didn't yeah. even talk about the other older ones like Diwa and you know Kabi Kabi and I'm sure a lot of people have those that those movies in their list too but I think picking Yashraj Studios to make a documentary on makes a lot of sense because that production house has had a lot of impact on Bollywood 
from the time Yash Chopra started it until now. And it has gone through a very interesting evolution. It was also very interesting to see an exploration of Bollywood in this format. I think we've always seen interviews of different actors or we see like those roundtable interviews where a bunch of actors come together and talk about cinema. But we've never seen kind of the behind the scenes in a documentary format. And to me, that was super exciting. Now there's a documentary made on the thing we love most. Yeah. yeah. Like that for me was like the best part of all of it. And that even at the end, like as mad at it as I was with the last two episodes, I remember we turned it off and I just turned to Keshav and I was like, I still so like, I just love Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. love Bollywood so much. <laughs> yeah. Despite the frustrations we shared, we're still all in on Bollywood just because we feel like there's still that magic that's still there. Um, and yeah, this show definitely did a good job capturing that. If this can lead to just more documentaries about Indian cinema in general, like I think that would be really cool. And not just to like specific to Bollywood, but all of the other industries as well. That would be cool to watch. That's a good point. Yeah. And I, I think for me personally, it, I still love Bollywood, but I also hope this brings people back to watching Bollywood and hopefully the hype of Bollywood comes back too. Yeah. That would be I think nice. it has. I think it has. Yeah. With Baton, you mean? Yeah. I was going to say Baton. <laughs> I don't know, man, because there's been a couple of movies like we we haven't even talked about <laughs> the movies releasing this past month in February. We didn't even talk about Shazada, <laughs> the Karthik Aryan movie. I don't uh, even know what that is. Um, <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah, it flopped. But also there's an Akshay Kumar movie <laughs> that came out called Selfie uh, that also flopped. So I don't know if it's completely back yet. Dang, yeah, I yeah. just I feel like I've been so disconnected from Bollywood lately. And what really brought me back to like, I guess, current day Bollywood or current things being made is Bataan and the romantics. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Honestly, a good watch. Yeah, I'm happy to say that the romantics has kind of sparked that magic again for me. And I feel inspired to watch a lot of older movies again. Thank you, The Romantics, for bringing back Bollywood's magic. (laughs) Agreed.